Heyo lovelies, it is I myself, Kid B, with the heart of thunder, with the main shooter, Monty Aries. You know who it is, it's the guys you love, it is the neighborhood. Alright, here we go! Yeah, hey, it's all good in the neighborhood, hey, break bread in the neighborhood, hey, lunch days in the neighborhood, shoot shots all day in the neighborhood, yeah. It's all good in the neighborhood. Hey, break bread in the neighborhood. Hey, lunch days in the neighborhood. Shoot shots all day in the neighborhood. Hey, oh, lovelies. It is I, myself, Kid V, with a hot of thunder. And of course, beside me is my tag team partner, my co host, and my brother. Monty Aries. What it do, what it do, baby. What it do, yes, indeed. sir. Another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, man. We got we we just been getting banger like setting up like mad podcasts, setting up everything, getting ready oh, for yeah. the new year. And really making sure we can charge into it as strong as possible. Nah, yeah, man. And just getting some interesting guests, you know, different, you know, different heads. Oh yeah. Um, a lot of crowd, a lot of audience interaction as well. Like, yeah, man. So, we love this, guys. Thank you yeah. so much for listening. Uh, most deaf, most deaf. Um, so today. We got a special guest. A special listen, guest. Listen, listen, my man. Listen. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm willing to put all feelings to the side Ooh. for this podcast tonight. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because this man mm-hmm. done put me through hell. He done. Okay. Put you for hell. six long months. Mm. Six long months. Think I wanted to deal with his bald ass? Nope. No. No. No, sir. No, nor his, sir. Nor his bald head. No. No. <laughs> Why you always gotta make it weird like that, boy? I, I don't know. That's so. Anyways, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Owen Brody. What's up, guys? Hey, how we? D- you? Wait. I didn't want you to hit that one, bro. No, you didn't. The neighbor one. Oh yeah, yeah. There he is, Ooh. Owen Brody. Up, hey. I'm here. That was. Uh, I'm here. Yes, welcome, welcome to the neighborhood pod. Glad, hey, glad to have I could, you. Uh, glad I could make it on. Well, thank. Nah, yeah, man. We I know, uh, kid. You you told kid not too long ago that you wanted to kind of set this up at, at some point. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I like doing these kind of things, little interaction and tell some stories and. Have oh a yeah, time. yeah. We got a, and, and the thing is, like you you had asked us beforehand, do we got a plan? And it's like. Nah, we kind of do it on the fly, but at the same time, I know we could easily have a conversation about just about anything. And, oh, yeah. And it would take days and days and days if we'd let it. Yeah, we, we have plenty in common, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Wait, what do you oh, think? Oh, you and, like, you and Kid? Well, I think, I think, I think all three, all of, three us. of us. All three of us? Yeah. I think there's some, some, yeah, there's some good crossover between the three of us. You think mm-hmm. so? Yeah. He's like, you think so? Yeah. No, 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 no. But uh, Owen Brody, man, this man is a pro wrestler out mm-hmm. here in yeah. uh, New England. Uh, he also does podcasting himself. Yeah. Uh, and I do. I, you stream, right? Uh, you know, I haven't done it in a while, but uh, for a while there, I was doing it pretty consistently. I kind of want to get back to it because it, it is a lot of fun mm-hmm. to uh, to play video games and, and, you know, chat with people and just hang you know, out with people. Cool. Right, right, yeah, right, exactly. right. Yeah, exactly. Social man. interaction. Nah, mm-hmm. most definitely. So, like, how long you been uh, uh, in, in the game, dog? Like, you've been, you've been doing wrestling for a minute, huh? Oh, wrestling? Yeah, man. Like, uh, shit, like, I did... 
let's see, 2004, I did a fantasy camp at Steve Bradley's school. Oh, nice. Oh, um, word. And that's that's where I caught the bug, man. And then uh, from there, it was like saving up money to to be able to train full time there. And I think probably it was about 2005, the beginning of 2005, when I started like full time training. Yeah. But yeah. Damn, Such a different man. world back then. Oh yes, absolutely. Like I don't know about I don't know about Monty, but like 2004 is when I actually caught the wrestling bug myself. But that was you know as a fan. I hadn't watched it before that, so I was like fourteen. Yeah. You know, Monty was Monty was uh, a baby. Yeah, in two thousand five. What I would have I would have been I was born in ninety eight. Yeah, he would have been Damn. like he would have been like six when you caught the bug when you went to your fantasy camp. That's Man, crazy. You know, it's it's so funny. <laughs> like me being older, I think about like things that were big important things in my life and I'm like they didn't even get to see that like I think about Hogan turning heel like right. that's like the pivotal point where I'm like wow you're so like young that you didn't even know pre-heel Hogan really like it's right, so crazy right 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 coming up from the, from that era and that transitioning and like wrestling and time and stuff like yeah. that and so many big historical moments that happened nah hell yeah, yeah man um so what is it uh you've been so you were trained under Steve Bradley right yeah so so that uh, Bud is also uh, trained under Steve Bradley. Did you work? Did you do any shows for like the original like WFA? So when I was starting, it was mostly like ring crew stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, my situation, like, it was difficult, right? Because it, I was at a time in in my life where, you know, I was I really wanted to do wrestling, but I also wanted to like not live at my parents' house, and like I wanted to. Uh, you know, improve in, in my career, you know, work-wise. So a lot of times, like, work got in the way, right. yeah. you know? So I was going to a lot of shows, helping out, doing ring crew, set up, tear down, all that stuff, but I wasn't making all of them. And I remember Steve sat me down one time, and he's like, I want to put you on shows, but you don't go to a lot of them. And I was like, it's tough for me to get time off. Because I was working retail. Yeah. And yeah. it was really tough for me to get time off. And then it was like there were opportunities that presented themselves to make more money and things like that. So like I got promoted a few times and kind of was in and out a couple times, you know? Yeah. So it was really tough to uh, to get in there. But um, when Bud was there, yeah, I mean, I think I did like maybe one. It was like Newport, Vermont. I think I did one match up there mm -hmm. and I was under a hood and it was literally I think someone didn't show up and Steve was just like, go get squashed. I was like, OK. Yeah. <laughs> so like what? Was the uh, the original like Obro like the Obro gimmick thing? Was that like something like when did you come up with that? What was your like original like like first match like rookie green gimmick? You know, like was it always Obro? No, no. So the Owen Brody thing has like an interesting story, right? So Ooh. when I started, it was actually when I started wrestling for Maverick Wild. Um, I started, hey. like, Steve, Steve, had, Steve had passed away and I took a little bit of time off of wrestling. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, mistress Belmont was like, Hey, I started training at this other school. Like you should come. So I'm thinking she tells everybody I'm coming. So I walk in and everyone's kind of like, Who the fuck is this guy? Oh, and like Amato was there and Amato like recognized me. So I was like, okay, well I know someone here. And then like Maverick was like, who are you? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, uh, you know, Mistress Belmont told me to, to be here because she was going to be here and she's going to introduce me to y'all. But all right. 
And so uh, he, I remember he was, you know, running through drills with people and stuff. And then at one point he just looks at me and you guys know Mav. He can yeah. be some, somewhat intimidating at times, right? Indeed. So he looks at me and he goes, you, get in the ring. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like we tussle around a little bit and tie up. And so he started putting me like on, on his shows. Like we just, you know, goofed around in the ring pretty much. And yeah. just making sure I knew, knew how to do some shit. But he started putting me on shows, and it was him and Jeff Costa who came up with this god-awful name. It was Cameron Blaze. Ooh. Terrible. They were like, oh, you're, <laughs> you're fast. Like, they both, they both told me, they said, get a white pair of boots, mm. and you, you're, you're fast. Yeah. You're going to be Cameron Blaze. And I'm like, oh, man, I hate this name. So I had been, like, trying to think. And it was, it was always funny, too, because, like, I had always had these ideas for gimmicks, and then they would show up on fucking tv so yes. like i told i told steve bradley i was like you know it'd be really fun if i did a gimmick where i was like a really bad white rapper and like i would put like the tin foil on my teeth to make it look like i had a grill and <laughs> oh, i was and i was gonna be i was gonna be g bread and i would ha <laughs> like have like a weird lisp and shit i was like it'd be so funny but i go out and i just do like like raps against oh. people Hold and up! Can we John go back? Cena. Can we go back to G Bread? <laughs> what made you? What made you? Out of all the names you could have chose, what G made bread? you choose G Bread? Yo, so okay, this goes back to video games, though. Oh boy! Uh, did you guys ever play Time Splitters for the PlayStation Two? Uh, I remember uh, uh, not for the PlayStation Two, but that was the video game in like most of the arcades, right? It might have been. I don't it know. Maybe been. I'm thinking about a different the the, the gun oh, game. Oh, you might be. Yeah, yeah, you're thinking of, uh, oh, shit, was it Time Cop? Time Cop, maybe. No, Time Cop, actually, I think was a uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, actually. All right, so, but Time Splitters. Uh, yeah, so Time Splitters is like a first-person shooter. It was made by a lot of the people who worked on GoldenEye, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so they kind of went off and made their own studio, and they had, like, the craziest characters, and me and my buddies would always play, and there was one that was a gingerbread man. So I'd always bust them down and be like, G-Bread gotcha, G-Bread gotcha. And that was like the <laughs> fucking gimmick, man. It was so G funny. G-Bread so got then I was you. Like, I'm like, I'm going to bring this to wrestling. And I just thought it would be hilarious. I, I, I would have uh, popped. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. And then John oh, Cena came in and took it. And then John Cena came in. That's funny because you know? I have a similar story where like when I was before like I started like, I mean, my APW debut. I was thinking about like catchphrases and stuff like that. And I was thinking about, well, I'm calling myself the main shooter. Like, well, the main shooter don't miss, you know? And then like literally maybe a couple months after that, Mellow on NXT, Mellow don't miss. And then Mellow don't miss, like all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. right, man. Cause I could have like, I knew Mellow was already like doing it, but Mellow was doing like Mellow's money, but like Mellow right. wasn't doing like Mellow don't miss. Right. Right. And then freaking Mellow hits that. And I was like, man. Now I can't do that. Yep. You know? I know, right? Keep stealing our ideas. So uh who was your who was your uh first like wrestling opponent? My first wrestling opponent, um, in like a real match where yeah. I was like my own character. Yeah, um, yeah. this guy Jesse. I forget what he wrestled as now. I can't remember uh I do remember though that we went way over time Ooh. and Todd Sopel, if you guys know Todd Sopel, yeah. he was the referee. And we kept asking him, like Jesse was leading the whole thing, so Jesse kept asking him like time like what the time was and he kept giving us like the wrong fucking times uh -oh, so we yeah. went like 13 or 14 minutes and it was only supposed to be like eight why so like Ooh. we got in the we got in the back and they were like you guys went really long man you guys went really long and i'm like i'm really sorry and then so you know we're just like 
we told we told him the ref kept telling us like I forget I, I think Jesse said to him at one point Jesse I made a chin lock and he said uh, you know how much time we have left and he said like he said something like six minutes or something like that oh. and what he thought we were asking is how much time have we gone oh so we thought we had six minutes left we'd already gone six minutes so he's like all right well let's just keep doing shit so we just you know called a lot of it on the fly I mean and the thing too is like you know you I'm sure you guys run into this too. Like me and Jesse trained together, so it was really easy for us to just kind of throw in shit that we've done like in class. And yeah. Just kind of add add little bits of flavor to the match pretty easily. Yeah. No, actually we were just talking about that uh after training today. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that's actually a very interesting point you brought up. Um so like with all the time that you, you spent, like, have you been able to travel? Like, have you gone like where 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 have you gone outside of New England? No, no, not really. I mean, like, I, again, it was a lot of, uh, you know, I kept getting promoted at work and getting management positions. And I was like, making decent money. And I was trying to like wrestle. And it got to a point where like, I, you know, I was like I said, I, I stepped in and out a few times. Mm -hmm, right. And then it was like, I was with Maverick and Maverick was running shows like every other month. So I was able to kind of make all of his shows. And it wasn't really it was also at a weird time, too. Right there wasn't a whole lot of internet to like venture out and say like, Hey, book me like do this. Right. And then there was also still like that stigma of like, you know, and it wasn't it, Maverick never said this and, and Jeff Costa never said this either, but it, there was still that, that kind of bubble of like you work at your school's shows and like until, and you know, you just do that. And like, you don't work anybody else's shows. Gotcha. There was still kind of that stigma. So, you know, a lot of his guys that were on that roster, pretty much stayed in that in that show oh, okay. um, yeah so i mean it was it was a tough time and i had always wanted to but then it was like i gotta i got work and i you know yeah, you when gotta, you become like a manager in retail it's a pain in the ass yeah you gotta you know? find that balance for yourself and exactly everything. you know nah most yeah. definitely um have you won uh any uh championship gold throughout your your yeah. your, your, your time we uh, we were tagged. I was tag team champions with this kid Sean. I forget what his work name was, um, but uh, we beat Doc Heresy. What's that? Uh, I was about to say you you forget a lot of the the work names of people, but man, you remember G Bread. Yeah, uh, yeah that never no, happened. Right? <laughs> uh, hey man, uh, yeah, but we we won the tag titles from Doc Heresy and Johnny Vegas. Oh like, wow, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, funny story: the first time we won the tag belts. Whoever it was that had the tag belts at the time, I don't know if Mav had them or if Johnny V and, and Doc Heresy had them, but they forgot them. So there was no oh. actual belts <laughs> wow. for us to like, win, <laughs> which was kind of funny. That's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. That, that could be an elaborate rib. That could well, be. Well, so then yeah. like Mav wrote down on this piece of paper like that we were the tag team champions. So there's like a picture somewhere of like me and Sean holding this piece of paper that like <laughs> awarded us the tag team titles. That's, it was so funny. That's hilarious. That's great. Um, Actually, now that I think of it, his real name might have been Justin and his work name might have been Sean. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get them That's all right eventually. Dude. That's yeah. terrible. Uh, Mav probably remembers. What is what is the most like... <laughs> We all get, we all got potatoed. How about? Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've potatoed you at some point. Um, what What was the most like craziest potato you ever gotten that like just shook uh, you? I mean, I guess I've never really been like shook. There's been a couple times where like I've gotten you know 
someone does a splash off like the top rope and it's like, oh shit, like, you know, I feel like I just shit my pants. Like, right, right. I've had that. But like, I would say, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've got popped a few times and it's just like, eh, whatever. Oh, actually, so one ooh, time ooh, um, he- with this with this guy, Sean, as my tag partner, he was a little dude and he was the most unathletic little dude that there could be. <laughs> <laughs> so we were we were going against, I think it was against Johnny V and, and Doc Heresy. I know it was Johnny V, definitely. We go to do a double drop kick to both of them. And I rotate all the way around and he rotates kind of like halfway so his legs end up landing on the back of my head Ooh. oh crap and and this is the opening of the match like we're this is like the shine we're going we're going hot right my head gets crushed into the mat and my nose just starts bleeding oh. and i'm like oh no so i'm i'm like sean's the legal guy so i'm on the apron like holding my nose on my wrist tape so I'm like, okay, tag me in, tag me in. I grab Johnny V. I go, punch me. <laughs> and so he, he pops me, and I'm like, oh, and then, you know, and then I can show the blood. Right. But up until then, I was like, I got to hide it. I don't, have, I don't know what to do. Because yeah. it was just, you know, he landed on me. And, and the thing is, too, is like it, it happened so quick that the fans probably couldn't even tell, like, what had happened. Yeah. Right? But it was, it was still fun. Nah, nah, that's, that's, that's dope, man. Um. It, it, it's crazy always having those wrestling stories, man. No, no bull. And uh, I think uh, I got a few with you that I definitely want to get into, man. And uh, and we're, and we're gonna take a minute to walk down memory lane real quick. So you and I, right? Mm. Yeah. Ran. We we ran a little program, right? It's a good program. Uh, yeah, and um. So like it's funny because the program at first was like initially pitched for like what like it was only supposed to be it wasn't supposed to be as long as it ended up being. No, I think I think I I think I had pitched it for three months. I yeah. think. Yeah, and then kept up, getting extended. And yeah, ended up get going like six months. And um, yeah, and it all pretty much started at the Clipper, my mm-hmm. first Clipper. It was it, it was me and you last two. You know, you go low blow me. You know, I go and uh, you become the Clipper, uh, the what is a cash and carry contract holder. Yeah, uh, yep. for those to give, uh, you know, uh, uh, title insight. Shot. Insight. It's like APW's money in the bank, sort of say. Yeah. Um. And we kind of ran through that where it was like, ah, you cheated me, whatever. So the whole point was just me trying to get my comeuppance on you. Um, but the biggest thing from it, right, for me was the the gimmick match that we had and, like, leading up to it, mm-hmm. right? Um, I I hated the fact that we was going to do a blindfold match. <laughs> I know you did. I know I, you hated it. I hated it so much, dude. <laughs> and it was like, it was messed up, man, because it was just like me. Like, like I tell everybody, man, I'm just mad, passionate about this thing, right? And like, I, I, I had, so I was in that mindset where it was like, I, I have a frame of like how I would portray my, my wrestler, blah, blah, blah. And I had to break out of that that little that little thing that we had. It, it made me have to break out of that and realize that like that's not how it works, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't right. no I ain't no big dog to, to even be doing that. I'm still trying to establish myself. So it's more of like going with the flow of things and just trying to yeah. adapt to it. Um, 
but don't get me wrong i'm always i'm always gonna pitch something you know and mm. i and uh, and whatever i could get out of that blindfold match and it just wasn't happening i tried to do uh, uh false count anywhere or, or no dq yeah. or you, you were pitching literally dude. anything but yeah, and I was just like, because I just thought it was so dumb. I really, I genuinely thought it was so dumb. And like, I didn't know real, really, the biggest reason why I was, I didn't know how I was going to do a match like that. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because like, that's not what you go into training to at a wrestling school, right? It's like, that's not something that, yeah, yeah we're going to have a session on how to have a blindfold match, guys. You know, so it's just like, that was my biggest thing where it was just that. Yeah. And it was like, it being my first real gimmick match. I was like, Oh, I wanted it to be a little more something where I could have like a match match. Because I think right. even around that time I was going through like a little, like a uh, uh, thing where I was like, man, I just want to have like, like a match, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, let's, let's have a dope match, yeah. you know? Um, and you were I, on uh if I may interject, you were on a, a, a path where you wanted to make sure Every time you got out there, you stole the show. Yeah, I was always trying, not even just stole the show, but like I just wanted to like work like up my my level. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. every time I go in there, I'm always just trying to do that. Um, but like I know some people like just thought I was being hard, you know. And I wonder, like straight up, like did you genuinely did you think that at, at any point at first when I was like really starting to like when certain things were being pitched or whatever. Like, was there any moments like that crossed your mind? Like, damn, this kid is like annoying, bro. This kid's a- not not that. Like, I mean, I would say, oh man, he's being a little difficult. Like, I just, I what I wanted to, and I think we had this conversation. I wanted you to just kind of trust the process and trust right. the story that we were telling. Because when you go back and look at that match, and after the match, even you and I both had a moment together where it was like that was fucking fun, and the crowd was so into it. Like, mm-hmm. the crowd was loud, and the yeah. crowd was mm-hmm. loud for all the buildup. Like, when I was the special ref, they were they fucking hated me. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. that was... I totally that forgot that even happened, whole, right? Yeah, that added such a whole new, like, layer to it all. And then, you know, we come back, and we do the blindfold thing, and, like, the crowd was with it. And yeah. that was the thing is, like, we didn't have to... And this this goes back to the storytelling that we did, right? We didn't have to like work to get the fans into the match. Like by the time the bell rang and like, you know, I jumped you at the beginning there or whatever, like by the time we were in the ring, the fans were already with it. Like they understood like we're going to see something different and then as soon as you did the the point, yeah. They were like they knew what to do right yeah. away. We didn't have to like coach them through. They knew what to do and it was so much fun, honestly. Like I loved that. Match. Yeah, yeah, I loved no. that whole yeah. like. Yeah, walking after it, after it, I like. That's where it, it sunk with me, and I was like, "Damn, okay." I knew what you was talking about, yeah, and what everybody else was saying, and um, like it was just like, "Damn," that I, I walked away, and that was honestly one of my like top like five matches in my like career right now that mm. I have, right. Um, and my favorite, I was just talking to a kid about this. My favorite part, right. Was the like impromptu me tripping over you and me landing on the middle rope? Do you yeah. remember that? Yep. Dude, I like I legit legit didn't see you there and just fell right over you and hit that middle rope and I was just boom and like I remember that getting like a little pop, <laughs> dude. And I yeah. was just like, <laughs> we we were out back and we popped for it, bro. I was like, damn. But like the, that was me feeling it and seeing how they were reacting to that and I was starting to like get in that moment and it kind of really taught me more that match like taught me a lot about listening to the crowd mm, right? right and feeling the crowd and i felt like that yeah. was like a really dope like kind of like yeah, live I mean, you, exercise you think about it. 
we're, we're essentially taking one of your senses away. Yeah. Right. right. So you, you have to like listen and feel the crowd and, and kind of also think about more of a nonverbal way to communicate with the crowd, mm-hmm. you know? So, so it's, it's good. And, and, and I know like, I was like, because I kept telling Mike, because he'd tell me, oh, Monty wants to get out of the match. He's pitching this. You want to do this instead? I said, no. I said, trust me. I said, this blindfold match is going to work. It's going to be fun. It, the crowd's going to love it. And I, I will say, I think out of all the matches that night, that was probably one of the more memorable ones. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. For that, Absolutely. For that crowd. Oh, yeah. I, I would love for, uh, I don't know. It, you, it, I don't know if that show's on the PSN. No, I think that was pre no wait it was pre PS yeah that was pre man I know Morris listens to these podcasts yo Morris Morris yo yo <laughs> let's let's upload this on YouTube so that way we could do a watch along on the podcast Ooh. and have everybody tune in at the same time with us yeah oh hell yeah Oh, we look, can just do I, just do a, a a hidden gems APW right, disc set. There we right, go. That's fire. That one on there. Little there play go. right there. Hell yeah, I like that. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then we Get even got we, we even got like a whole ass uh, like please. we even we even got like a whole ass like uh what was it like promo package leading up to the thing. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. That was dope. I I really liked how that like was put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian did a good job on that. I'm pretty sure he was the one who put that together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had him on the show. Um uh, I think it was not the last episode, uh, uh, but the episode before last episode probably, we had him yeah. on the show. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we kind of got into a little bit with him on there and how he got into that that stuff. Um. Outside of like the wrestling thing, right? Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. let's t- let's take a step away from all of it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. What what other passions do you have? I mean, I've always been a big gamer. You know, gaming's always been important to me. It's mm. it's a good uh, what are your, a what, good escape. What, are, what good are your favorite games? Reader. What are your what are your go to games? Oh man, anything Legend of Zelda. I've always been Ooh. in. Um, okay. And like uh, Resident Evil is another like series that I've always like been interested in. And are you more uh, of like you know, the role playing game type of guy? I'm all over the map. Yeah, you yeah, go really all over the place. Yeah, you play Fortnite. Yeah, like, yeah. for I. So I got I recently got back into it because they have like zero build mode. Money needs the ad, but yeah, like I mean, I've I've gone through phases where it was like you know Call of Duty was like the shit. Yeah, me too, me too. Halo is always a favorite of mine. I always go back to Halo. Yeah, that's an OG. Gears of War is another one. Outside of the PlayStation Two, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty was my first like next gen console for me. Yeah, and uh, I always played Halo Three. Halo Three has like. Like a nostalgia thing for me. Yeah. Dude, Halo 3, I think, was was probably the last, like, midnight release where I waited outside a GameStop. Oh, and, like, midnight the releases. And went back right. and played it until, like, 4 in the morning. Bro. Like, I, I requested the next day off of work. Oh, like, oh man. man. Yo, funny. That was so fucking good. Funny, funny story real quick. Um, So, like, I, I always wanted to do midnight releases, right? Yeah. All my friends always went to midnight releases for all the COD games. Like, my boy <laughs> Daniel went to the midnight release for, like, Gears of War, right? Hear this out. I don't know if you guys remember this. All right. But, like... Around the year of, I would assume maybe 2012, because that's when WWE 13 dropped, mm-hmm. there was a GameStop by my house. And my brother had this whole plan to bring me to that GameStop for a midnight release to go pick up the game. Yeah. Right. And it all got ruined because we had a tropical storm. Oh, that no. same day, dude. 
And oh, I had no man. idea. My brother ended up telling me the next morning because he came, picked me up, and then we went to go pick up the game. Yep. But then he told me that was the plan. And I was like, yeah. damn, I had never been to a midnight release ever, bro. <laughs> and now, like, you don't even hear about those things anymore. Right. No, whenever a new game comes out, like, I purchase it, like, I, I pre-buy it, and then it's pre-downloaded on my system. Like, yeah. Like, like, you know, it's it's wild. I don't, I don't, I don't buy uh, physical discs anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't either. Like, it's annoying to me now to have physical discs. Mm-hmm. I own one physical game, and that's because it was uh, it was the Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. I bought that game when it first came out digitally, mm-hmm. and I played it for like 45 minutes, and then it, it bombed so bad that Sony was offering refunds. So I was oh, like, I remember that. Yeah, I'm like, I've barely played this game. Might as well just get refunded. Yeah. So I got refunded, and like four or five months later, Target had it on sale for five bucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, I, I got to now for right. five bucks? Like, why not? And it ended up being the best thing because they upgraded the PS4 to the PS5 version, mm-hmm. like for free. And like they added all these new things. So like they the just best recently, five bucks I ever spent. They, they just recently added like a big update to the game. That like yeah. legit has like fixed all the fl- things that like kind of made it flop really? on the initial yep. launch. So yep. like that's a steal, dude. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, I think the last like disc game that I bought was two K twenty WWE two K twenty. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Other than uh, Cyberpunk, I think. Oh, actually, I did buy. But Ratchet and Clank for PS5. I love oh, those games. Oh, like, yeah. I, I remember Ratchet games. and Clank. Man, he really is. He is everywhere on the gaming. Dude, yeah. Uh, All right. So uh, have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? So, okay. So here's nah, my thing. That, that was a no. So let me, let me, a no. Let me get into this. Because nah, I, I listened, nah, to, nah, I listened nah. to the podcast. Nah. The episode that you had your brother on. You better not talk no ish on this, bro. No, 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 no. I mean, I will, but I won't. Whoa. Whoa. Don't hate yet. Don't hate yet. Okay. So, like... Role playing games that were like turn based, I didn't I didn't understand them like at all mm. when I was like you know fourteen fifteen sixteen right okay yeah Final Fantasy seven came out and my brother was like playing it nonstop so I'm like I got to see what this is about because there's so much hype about it so I'm watching him play and like fucking the things like hitting him and I'm like why why can't you move yeah like what mm. that why can't you move this why didn't is you dodge yeah, I like I didn't get it. So so, so I, what does that have to do with Kingdom Hearts? So Kingdom Hearts, my brother got that, and I was like, oh, this must be like this game. So I I have no interest. I'm like this is silly. No. But then later on in life, you later messed on in life, up. I started getting into like uh, role playing games and and all that stuff. Have you touched um, Kingdom Hearts at all? I started it actually. What when? Um, it was. <laughs> I want to say maybe like a year ago because it was on Xbox Game Pass and I downloaded it, started playing it, and then like a month or two after I got it, it was taken off of Game Pass. But now it's on the PlayStation like gimmick right. that's like Game Pass. So I have it downloaded on my system. I just got to take the time to play it. Man, you got to okay. play that. It ain't no turn-based game. The only game that See, I recommend that you don't play, in my honest opinion, is Chain of Memories. I hate that whole card system. <laughs> that game is oh, ass. Yeah. That game is I have ass. Heard, I have heard that. But heard Kingdom that. Hearts 1 is decent. Kingdom Hearts 2 is my favorite Top game. Top tier. Top is tier it? for him. Yes. Favorite game. Kingdom Hearts 2 is lit. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is I, you know, uh, for, for the amount of time we, we waited. Um, and then Birth by Sleep is a really good one. 
That one's good too. You have to check them but out. But those aren't turn based. Yeah, you know I was about to say those are hack man, and slash. This man yeah. took one look at Final Fantasy VII and then judged all JRPGs off of the turn based system. Exactly. All Square I Enix did. games. All Square Enix look, games. Uh, look, and I will admit, I will admit, a lot of JRPGs are turn based stuff. I uh, yeah. hate well, that. But, but now, now I love them. Like I uh, hate that. Play, I can't play that. Oh, see, you got to understand the strategy of it. Now, nah, like, the I only turn based game I could play is Pokemon. Pokemon. Right. Yeah, but and that's kind of what got me like into like because I, I started playing Pokemon late, and that's kind of what got me like into like some of the turn based. Yeah, stuff, where you I could at least like, handle it. Yeah, yeah, but now I I, I love it. Like, what was your first Pokemon game you was, played? Uh, Pokemon Yellow, but again, super late. This was like <gasps> I played it on um, my computer on an emulator after I figured out what emulation was. Wow. I uh, yeah. I had I had that game. Oh yeah. I. Uh, once I got a bunch of Pokemon, I released the Pikachu. You're a dummy. I didn't want it following me no what, more. <laughs> what was your? Uh, what do you have? You beaten any of the Pokemon games? Um, you know, I don't. Uh, Yellow, I might have finished. I don't finish a lot of video games, like, and it's, which is crazy because this past week I've finished two, and that's unlike me. That's crazy. But I did it. You got downtime like that right now. Not really. He's I like, just really got into the two I just, games. I, I just started. I just started playing Hogwarts Legacy. Oh yeah, how's that? Oh, it's so good, dude. Like I want to play it? it like right now. Yeah. Like I got home right from training. You know, did my little my little relaxation, mm -hmm. and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna hop on Hogwarts. No, I gotta film a podcast with Owen Brody, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then and then he's like, and then I gotta go to work tomorrow. And then every minute oh. you were late getting on the call, oh, the yeah, only thing yeah. you could think was, I could be playing Hogwarts right now. Yeah, dude, right? Nah, could, nah, 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 nah. No, nah, that's, that's like not me what he with Spider Man. Oh, I, I, I love Spider Man, dude. I just, <laughs> dude, I just I beat, I just beat uh, Miles Morales. Oh man, I when uh, when I got my PS5, that was the first game that I got. Was that? Nice. Oh, that one's and good, I dude. Played through that, and I just finished Spider-Man Two the other day. Yeah, uh, is that good? I haven't I haven't played. I'm gonna play it. I have a PS4. The opening of that game, like the first you know sequence that that happens, is just insane off the wall. Like I literally like, I I walked out of my my game room. And I was like all giddy. I'm like, this game is so cool. You Dude, know, like my wife nice. had to be like, peel me away and be like, hey, like, like it's dinner time and stuff. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, just one more minute, you know? <laughs> I love it when a game can grab you like that. Nah, that's how that's how I felt about Hogwarts Legacy. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I don't I don't follow like Harry Potter like that. Like I've watched some of the movies. I never read the books. I hate books. Mm -hmm. But do. like that game just like gravitated me dude it was like insane and it's just like so dope it's so good it's yeah. like i like games that's what it's all about man that's right like, that's what it's all about you heard about the the freaking uh the thing that happened with insomniac games nah what what oh the the, the leak with like the wolverine game and all that shit? yeah where they like leaked yeah. out all the games that they got planned out for the next like freaking five six years oh no kidding yeah, yeah. someone they discovered that they have like a deal with marvel to like have yes yep they got like yeah. a spider-man 3 game already in the works like i think there was like one called like the great web a Spider-Man the Great Web. It was supposed to be like a battle royale type of like Spider-Man game. Oh, Interesting. Wow. Yeah, wow. dude. Like all these games, Wolverine, I think a Blade game too or something like that. Yep. Wow. But yeah, there's a Blade game coming out. Yeah. That's you know insane. You know what's funny? Like a super small world moment. I know a kid who did some of the artwork for all three Spider-Man games. No Isn't that crazy? That's insane. Yeah, that is crazy. 
Yeah, his name's Colton. I used to work with him at Best Buy like years and years ago. He was just like a kid, and like now he's like working on like his, his name's in the credits. I was like, this is insane. Right, oh, that's dude. cool. That's that's, that's cool. crazy. That's insane, dude. Wild. Um, yeah. Out of all, like, so Marvel is Spider Man your like top Marvel guy? Um, I mean, for the for the video games, definitely. I think that his yeah. video games are the best. What about? Uh, for yeah, sure. for sure. But like, what about like just Marvel as a fa you're a fan of Marvel, right? So, what's your like favorite? Who's your favorite? Yeah, I mean, superhero? I wouldn't say I'm like a. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like a huge fan, but I mean, I've always liked the like the Iron Man movies. I've always liked those movies. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I just like the Tony Stark character just in general. Um, I've always liked Wolverine, you know. Um, I don't know if you ever played this on the PlayStation 2. It was Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Oh, yeah. That Dude, that game was so fucking sick. I, I loved Ultimate Alliance 1. Ultimate Alliance 2, I tried it. I think that, like, I don't know. I just couldn't get it. Ultimate Alliance 1, though, was my favorite. I yeah. loved playing Wolverine. Mm. All Like, he was my, my guy to play at, in Ultimate Alliance all day. Straight up. All right. Um, so we actually got a little bit of, uh, I want to piggyback to the wrestling side of things real yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, you help run, am I correct, a wrestling promotion called Impulse Wrestling, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty much my promotion, yeah. That's your, so it's that's that's your promotion, right? You run yeah, it? Yeah, I... I book it, I run it, I I do it all. Okay, so how did that come about? Because you, at this point, when this episode drops, the the New Year's show had already happened. Right, yep. So, uh, let's see, where to start with this one. So, uh, me and my buddy Rob, who uh, does a lot of like the referee work, pro, he and I uh, used to work together, um, and there was uh, a guy, do you know Luke Robert? Yeah. Yep. Yep. You guys know him. He's up in Maine. Yeah. Uh, yep. So he was selling his uh, he was selling his wrestling ring, and so I said to to Rob, who we, who we call Philly, it's a Philly. I said we should buy this ring, and he was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so we're just kind of like, okay. Oh, it was like sweet dude, sweet dude. You know. You're right. And uh, then I said to my wife, I was like, can 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 I do this? And she's like, well, if you got the money, like go for it. I was like, all right. So we we bought a ring. And the whole thing was like trying to find a place to put it, like mm. maybe like, you know, train people and start doing shows. And then it was just like financially, like couldn't make it happen. Then like Philly meets this guy um, who was like, I'll finance a show. Oh, wow. And so we're like, oh, okay, like cool. Um, so the first impulse show, like he pretty much, you know, paid for. That's and amazing. I did a lot of like the the grunt work of like, you know, getting the guys booked and writing the stories and like all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we had set out like basically three dates. So I'd gone to, you know, a few of the people on the show and I said, hey, can you make all three of these shows? These are the dates we're looking at. Um, let me know. And as soon as I got like the, the confirmation, I was like, okay, so now I'm putting stories together. You know, I'm like, I'm building stuff because I'm not just going to have match, 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 match. Right. I want yeah. to tell stories if I'm doing it. Um, Turns out the guy who financed the show is a fucking shitbag. Oh. And uh, after the second show, because like, so he had paid for everything in the first show. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, I lost a ton of money. And I'm like, okay. And I'm, I'm looking at Philly. I'm like, I don't know how he lost a ton of money. We had like 300 people there. Wow. And like, I knew what the ticket prices were. So unless he was giving a bunch of tickets away, mm -hmm. like we should have easily made some money. But I was like, whatever, it's cool. So we split the cost in the second show. 
all right, no big deal. Uh, then the show gets over, and he goes, hey, he goes, uh, he goes, awesome show, man. And it's like, on Monday. And I'm on that, like, post-show high of, like, this fucking went so good. All the matches were awesome. Everybody mm-hmm. had fun. Like, you know, I'll see you Monday. And then the motherfucker ghosts me. Wow. So I lose all this money. And my wife is pissed. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're never doing another show again. And I'm like, all right. Well, then the town that I live in does this thing called the Autumn Moon Fest, which you guys participate yep, yep, in. Yeah. They, thank you again for coming to that. Oh, of thank course. you, thank you for having us, man. And they were like, we want to have you guys do this. And I'm like, okay. So they're like, all right, you know, we'll pay you X amount and like do it. So I'm like, okay. So I looked at my wife and I was like, well, I was like, we'll make like a little bit of money, but like not we'll make some of it back, but not all of it. Right. And I remember the third show was supposed to be like, it was supposed to be one or two weeks after that, um, that Autumn Moon Fest show. Okay. So, uh, but we had, we had basically canceled it. Mm-hmm. So we go into the Autumn Moon Fest. It's fucking awesome. Balls to the wall. People are just crazy. It's insane. And my wife is going in November. And I'm like, well, fuck, I wish you'd said this like two hours ago. I could have had, I could have been selling tickets already. Mm-hmm. And uh, she made the agreement with me that if we lost money, that we would never do a show again. Yeah. And I said, okay. Ooh. So that's you know, a we, knife we said booked, right there. Exactly. And we'd had all these stories building that we had wanted to pay off. And I'm like, all right, we're gonna do this. It'll be fun. And then the day before the show, so we had done a lot of like community stuff, right? So there's like the Legion in town. Um, they supplied all the chairs, and then we did a 50-50 raffle for them. Um, the people who ran the concession stand was one time we had Project Grad, one time we had like the field hockey team. So, you know people from the community were, were able to kind of get something out of it too yeah and we had we had like the windsor rotary club like came and sold like stuff for their their event um at, at a table and so it was like a big town event well the day of the day before or actually i actually think it was two days before that november show the legion calls me and they're like hey really sorry we didn't realize that your show is on saturday and not friday we have an event saturday and can't give you the chairs oh no damn so I'm like, motherfucker. So I'm calling everybody I know and I'm trying to like scrounge up chairs. I literally have like every church in town is like offering to give me chairs and it's enough. Oh. So then I had to go to like this catering company and like basically ask them to give me a deal on, on chairs, which was not a deal at all. <laughs> they were like, this is the best we can do. And no one else had chairs. So I was like, I have to go with this or people are going to be standing and that's going to be weird because it wasn't like it's in a big gymnasium so it wasn't really like the vibe you know right right so we end up paying like something like 400 bucks for chairs it was crazy it was like it was like a like maybe it was two bucks a chair or something like that or dollar 50 a chair it was it was a lot of money right but but we missed like making money by like 80 bucks i'm like shit if we didn't have to rent those chairs we would have made a bunch of money right so yep since then i haven't ran like a you know what i would call like a, a real show other than the, actually the one that you guys did, the one in Hillsboro, mm-hmm. um, that was the one my, my buddy Philly actually put on with uh, help from his um, his school and, and stuff like that. So it's kind of a benefit for them. Oh, wonderful. Um, but everything else has just been paid shows like, you know, the Autumn Moon Fest and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, the Claremont first night that we're doing uh, New Year's Eve. Um, and it's way less stress that way. We can have a lot more fun. I don't have to worry about like selling tickets and like, right. more people right. show up. It's It's great. But I mean, I would love like if I had the money and time, I would love to do like a monthly show. Like, right, I think yeah. it would be 
fucking blast. Nah, man. And that's the one thing that I noticed about you out of a lot of the the older guys that I ended I have been around, whether it's like uh worked with or just seen or met. Um, you were always heavy story yeah. oriented and Very. always cared yeah. about the story. And what yeah. was the reasoning for the outcome or leading to the outcome? And right. it had to make some type of sense, right? Um, Dude, we did. Go ahead. We did at the at the third show, the whole payoff. Like, we were feuding with, like, uh, MSP, but it was uh, Danger Kid and Alexander Lee. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of feuding with them. And uh, two of my trainees, one of them being Philly, were kind of working with them. And, and we had built this whole, you know, big four-man match where the syndicate, me, Murdoch, and B.A. Tatum had like a mystery partner, right? So that was the whole buildup is that we had a mystery partner. Came out at the beginning of the show. You guys want to meet our mystery partner? Let's bring him out right now. No, you're going to have to wait until later. Sorry, pal. You know, just to fucking get some heat. Right. Well, at intermission, we didn't tell anybody except for two people. Well, sorry, three people. Danger Kid, Alexander Lee, and Larry Huntley. And the only reason we told Larry Huntley is because he was the merch table next to MSP. <laughs> We're sitting there, and I am like at our at the syndicate table. This girl that I went to high school with is bringing her husband up to introduce me, and I'm like, "Hold on one second, I'll be right back." And me, Murdoch, and B. A. Tatum run across the gym and just fucking lamb base Danger Kid, just nail him. And I said, I told the guys, I said, all we got to do is hit him once and get out of there. Make it look like a real fucking scramble, and don't tell anybody. The Ooh. locker room fucking emptied. Mike McCarthy is like, you motherfuckers, because he thought like some seri- like serious shit was going down. <laughs> so now, now we start the match. Now it's three on three because our mystery partner wasn't there yet. We handcuff one of the other kids. So now it's two on three. Well, shit breaks down. It ends up where it's me and Alexander Lee doubled down in the ring, crawling towards our corners, but there's no one in the corner. Mm-hmm. Well, then Danger Kids music hits and he comes out. And the way that we had set it up was so that, you know, his corner, uh, Alexander Lee's corner was here, mine was here, and the stairs to get up to the ring were the middle. Oh. So we're, we're crawling to the corner. Danger Kid comes out and starts slowly walking up the stairs. And everyone in the crowd is like, he's the fucking fourth guy. Holy shit. So he starts climbing slowly up the steps. I'm getting like goosebumps thinking about it. Hmm. He's slowly it. climbing up the steps. And he takes one step on the apron towards me in the crowd. And then he flips me off, runs over to the other side, takes the tag from Alexander Lee, comes in, house of fire, bumps the shit out of me, knocks Murdoch back off the apron and gives me the fucking deal and, and they win. It was so much fucking fun. That is awesome. But like the, That's the a great. For the whole story was like so worth it. That's you know? uh, so worth it. That's absolutely. Man, like, so our our debut for Impulse, you gave us the opportunity to actually have a, let us have our first neighborhood match yeah. as Hell the yeah. neighborhood. So the big shout out to you mm-hmm. for, for just, like, allowing us and giving us a platform to do that. Um, nice. And, like, going into the new year for a lot of the cats, some, so a lot of the cats at school, at our school, uh, at Next Gen Pro Wrestling Center. Yeah. If you want to go there. Oh, you know, you could go ahead and check us out on nextgenprowrestlingcenter.com or nextgenprowrestlingcenter on all social media platforms. Or just head over to 15 King Street and check us out there in Auburn, 
Man, 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 Auburn, New Hampshire, mother Thanks. lover. Okay, Thanks. I got yeah, stuck. Yeah, the line of, of Auburn, Auburn and, and Manchester. Manchester. See, that's where that's I get why stuck. it's my thing. Yeah, how to how to get that plug in real quick, yeah, man? Sorry about that. Um, uh, but yeah, like going into the new year for a lot of the cats or just anybody that that. What advice would you give a young a youngin coming into the business? You know, because me and kid are still are me and kid are going into. Our third year, mm -hmm. like consecutively, you know, um, so maybe some advice for us going into a third year and some of the guys that are just starting to get their feet wet. You know, you got Jason Vaughn. You're supposed to be uh, you worked a tag match with Jason Vaughn at the Impulse show. Yep. So, you know, like you're giving cats like him that are starting to get their feet wet opportunities. What are what are yeah. some advices you could you could throw our way? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the best advice I can give is like just be open to anything. Right, so that that even goes back to like the blindfold match, right? right like right. be open to anything, because there's there's always something to take away. Like there's yes. always some learning opportunity. If you have a match, and you walk away from it and you go, I, I learned nothing, then you you probably need to look at it again with a little bit of a of an open mind because you probably could have learned something. Right. Um, That's a so very don't be nice afraid. Point. Yeah, don't be afraid to, to take a chance and try something new. You know, I always urge my guys, like, when, when they're working one of my shows, it's like, hey, like, we don't run regularly. Try whatever you want, mm. you know? And, and whenever I work people, I try to give them something. And, like, I'll say, hey, keep doing that because that's a cool spot, you know? Or, you know, uh, I, I, give you, I give you guys, you know, little bits and pieces every now and then after yep. your match. Oh, I'll yeah. Say, oh, man. Oh, if you did this, that would have been so cool. Try that next time. Or keep that in the vault, you know? And and just be open to that stuff because there's there's a lot of people and they're not around anymore and this is probably why they're not around anymore. They wouldn't take that feedback, right? You know, they'd come back from their match and they'd go and they'd sit down on their chair and they'd get on their phone and they'd tweet about their match and like that's it. You know, it's like I always ask like, oh, did you see it? You know, what do you think? And like, you know, that that's what I that's what I look for and that's what I say you know for everybody else to look for as far as like the new guys who are trying to get their feet wet like, you know. They're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I will say, the next gen kids are trained so well when it comes to just overall professionalism and etiquette, right? Mm -hmm. Like you guys show up, you help with the ring, and you always are prepared. So if I know like I need a referee or I need someone to work a match because someone called off, that that one of those guys is gonna have their gear and they're gonna be like ready to go. Right, right. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I think about like Autumn Moonfest, like it rained like ridiculously, not really hard, but like enough to make things wet. And I was like, oh man, I didn't bring any towels. Like other than like my towel, I'm going to wipe my sweat off with later. Yeah. Does anyone have spare towels? And you know, people, you know, Spike, I think had like three towels and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we got this. And he's then they're a, like, he's, he's a ropes. sweaty motherfucker. Yeah. He's, yeah. That was, those are probably his sweat towels. He probably needed all probably. three to do security that day. Yeah. But we love him. But just. Keep doing that because uh, I'll tell you, I'll give you another example, right? Mm -hmm. Sean Keegan. Yeah. Great oh, fucking kid. Love that dude. He showed up to every impulse show and helped out. And he set chairs up. He worked security. He did whatever we needed and never asked for a spot. So the second that like he and and he at the time, because you know, he goes to you know New England Pro Wrestling Academy, so they have to kind of uh, like kind of release them, right? That's yeah. that's how they operate. Yeah. Yep. And he wasn't like ready yet by their standards, which I totally understood. But the second that he was, I was like, okay, I'm putting you like, I put him in a main event. It was like his first main event match. Same, sh uh, the Hillsborough show. You yep, yep, yeah, I remember that. And and I was just like, dude, you deserve this. Like you came to every Impulse show. You helped out 
and never never said no to anything. You just did whatever we needed. Always a joy to have around and super helpful so that you deserve this. And I feel like I feel like a lot of promoters need to do that, right? So yeah. like, you know, I don't I don't necessarily mean like, you know, if you're running like a, a successful monthly show, you need to put, you know, the camera guy in the main event, but like, you know, you got to take care of the people that that help you. Especially the ones that are they're at Rain Crew trying to be aspiring pro wrestlers. Yeah. You know, because that's, exactly. that's the number one thing we're, we're taught is, is you, right. you got to pay our dues, right? And, right? and the number one thing that is taught at Next Gen is serve first, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Have that serve first mentality. And then if anything comes of it, then something comes of it, awesome. But if not, always serve, you know? Yeah. And that's always been the thing that Bud like instills in us all the time. And I feel like without that, like it, it honestly wouldn't not have gotten kid and i as far as we are nah. right everywhere i go especially when i went to pa and i was doing axw i was taught i was i was seeing people set, setting up and stuff and i look at the promoter i'd be like hey uh do you, do you need me to do anything do you want me to help out with these chairs you know like yeah. what, what, what do you need you know any other promotion that i go to i'm like you know if before i'm set if i'm not a regular there you know what i'm saying like where it's just like i i gotta i gotta show them that i i, I i'm i'm Earning their respect, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody's respect, you know, the the yep. promoter, the boys, you know, like I'm not just here to just be here, you know, like I'm 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 gonna do it that way, you know? Yeah. And um a lot of a lot of guys go into a habit where it's like after a certain amount of time they don't they stop doing that, mm-hmm. point blank. And um and that's always been a bad look, you know what I'm saying? And I, yeah. I try not to ever like kind of fall into that sense and that's where like again at next gen where where we're really fortunate to have like bud instilled that on us absolutely yeah and and it's great i mean you guys are you guys are great i mean and like where i am like in my in my role i'm i'm suited well to be that guy who meets you at the curtain and says hey like this worked really well this didn't work so well hey try this next time you know and and you know whenever there's a new person like i remember uh when Spike was at, oh, I just fucked up my microphone. Sorry. Uh-oh. When Spike was at APW, and uh, you know she came back from her match, and you know I I said probably three words to her before her match. So I said, hey, do you mind if I give you some feedback? And she was like, yeah. I was like, all right, you know, I'll let you kind of cool down and I'll, I'll come find you in a little bit because I watched the match and had had some notes, and mm-hmm. she was very open to it, which was great. Oh yeah, nah, um, Spike is cool. People. Little, she's, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, like, and like, and it's just like little things, you know. Like, be open to like the little things that can that can make a difference. Nah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So as we begin to wind down here, man, I just want to give a big thank you to to Owen Brody, man. Absolutely. Just making some time to coming up uh, up on here. You know what I'm saying? We made we made amends. Yes, we made amends. I think so. Uh uh um but yeah man uh i think we had a good chat i'll definitely like i tell everybody this the first time y'all are on the on the pod is to get to know y'all a yeah. little bit right next time we get you on the pod we're just gonna be talking about stuff you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. get that get that stuff but i always feel like the introductions are are good to to get it in there definitely. just in case there's a later episode that maybe a new listener listens to and they're like oh who's this guy Boom, we have that in the archives for them to get a little bit about you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, again, big thank you, man, uh, just for being the 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 kind of guy that you are in the back. You know, because there are a lot of guys, you know that that are that 
be in the locker rooms that been in the game for a minute and would rather not give the younger talent that time of day so that they don't like lose their spot. You know, you've right. always been very open and you know very helpful for yeah, a lot to of the everybody. Young guys. So you know what I'm you. saying? To me, when yeah. when we when we did our thing, you know, to kid again to you was just saying to Spike uh, from from Nepal and I, just uh, all the net all the next gen guys. You know what I'm saying? Like your your mentality going into it is like, what can I do to help make the next gen next generation yeah. better you know what i'm saying and, and make sure that they're not making the same mistakes that you made or whatever or whatever so it's just like yeah. i appreciate that mm -hmm. i love seeing that and like when i become like freaking you know not that you're you know old or anything <laughs> i'm not, say, not trying I'm, to insult people to you, know? say, <laughs> you heard this next part nah, very carefully uh, but, but when i become when i could say that i've been in the business for about 10 plus years you know, and I'm that guy that's seeing this new crop of talent come through. I mm. want to be like you, dude, like straight yeah, up yeah. where I'm trying to give them advice, trying to help them not hold them down, you know? Right. So that's always greatly appreciated and all, and like it's seen, dude, just so you know. Mm -hmm. I, hey, man, I appreciate you guys, you know, like uh, it's, it's uh, you know, especially at APW when like sometimes, you know, kid, you'll come up and say, hey, what do you think about this? Or can I call my match to you? Like. That, yeah. that makes me feel like I have purpose. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> like a cool feeling, you know? I'm like, I'm not just a guy who's like out here, you know? It's it's cool, you know? And and I still ask for feedback from people who are like brand new. Like, I forget who it was. I asked them, uh, I said, hey, did you watch the match? And they said, yeah. And I said, you know, what you know, what do you have for me as far as feedback? And they said, I, I'm not, I haven't done this long enough to give you feedback. And I said, sure you have. I said, Every, everybody's feedback is valuable. Like, mm -hmm. You, you're either going to say you like you did this and it didn't make sense and then I can either explain to you why it made sense like what my thought process was mm -hmm. it may not be you know neither of us are right but because it's different flavors of ice cream and Absolutely. different you know, methods of, of that you know but we both may learn from each other that way mm -hmm. and right. that's that's kind of the goal you know it, it's all it's all learning you know if I go to a show and don't learn you know then it's like ah fuck am i doing <laughs> nah straight up straight up man straight up uh is there any uh like shout outs plugins is there any uh place that uh listeners could find you on social media uh whatnot uh yeah i mean you guys can find me on twitter at the owen brody or x whatever it's called now mm -hmm. um yeah at the owen brody i'm on twitch at the owen brody as well sometimes um i do have a podcast can i plug my podcast Absolutely. please all right, so uh, I'm I do a podcast called Damn That's Podcasting with a couple of buddies of mine. Uh, we talk about random shit, so it's I don't think we really talk a whole lot about like wrestling stuff. But um, if you want to listen, just a bunch of come hang out. Hold on. Uh, so where can they find that podcast? Oh, you can find that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, or you can just go to like damnthats.com and it'll have like the YouTube links as well. There we go. Awesome, awesome. Now, yeah. now it only makes sense. That uh, you and your boys mm -hmm. make some time for us, the neighborhood, That's right. to pop over on y'all's podcast. You know, we haven't had a special. Well, so we we had a special guest one time, kind of, kind of. Um, yeah. So uh, you guys know me well enough to know that I'm kind of a smartass. Yeah, yeah. So like we did, um, we we've done like episodes where we did like drafts, right? So we did one that was like sequels that are better than the original drafts. Oh, all right, yeah. So we each draft like what we think was better. And like my third pick, I think, was like the PlayStation 2. 
which when you think of like sequels <laughs> that are better than the original, everyone was originally thinking movies. Mm-hmm. So like I'm throwing out like PlayStation 2 and like we did uh, we did one that was um, best one hit wonders. And one of my picks was happy birthday. <laughs> because the people who wrote happy birthday never wrote anything else. Well played, yeah. sir. And, yeah. Well played. Uh, but yeah, it's so it's so like like that. So um there was it was the week of Black Friday. Murdoch and Kurt, the guys I do the podcast with, uh both were just worn out because they still work retail. They had Black Friday weekend. It was Ooh. nuts. They were like, we can't make it. So I send them a text and I go, Hey, I go, uh, I'm just gonna put together like a clip show. Can you just tell me like what clips you want me to include? And they didn't quite go, like, they, didn't, they didn't really respond. So I was like, well, whatever. So what I did was the Owen Brody version of a clip show, which is basically I got my wife on the show and I just asked her all the questions that we asked each other in different episodes oh, and like boy. kind of went through all like the episodes. So it was kind of funny because they expected it to be like me going, hey, here's all these clips. And then I'm like, oh, but here's my wife. And then like the screen like panned out. It was kind of funny. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, nice. But yeah, so other than other than my wife, you guys could be the next guests. No, oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. Definitely. We'll definitely uh, uh, set that st- stuff up. But with that being said, mm. kid, drop your plugins, man. Well, you can find Kid V on just about all social media. Pro Res Kid V. That is Res as in wrestling. And on the Tiki Doc at red underscore head underscore J. Hit him up, money. You can find me on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the Tiki Talk, money. Aries, M-A-N-I-A-R-I-E-Z. And on the X slash Twitter, it is Aries underscore money. What an S. With that being said, y'all, everybody go to every day. Go into, I don't know why I messed up there. Go into every day showing a lot of love and energy. And with any situation that may come your way, approach it with one motto and two goals that show up and show out. Again, thank you, oh bro. Much love, dog. Yes, sir. We out of here. Hey, it's all good in the neighborhood. Hey, break bread in the neighborhood. Hey, love stays in the neighborhood. Shoot shots all day in the neighborhood. Hey, it's all good in the neighborhood. Hey, break bread in the neighborhood. Hey, love stays in the neighborhood. Shoot shots all day in the neighborhood. Hey,